Welcome back to the Long Distance Love Bombs podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy Goldberg. Today's guest is a special one. It's Kendra Adachi. I've been trying to get her on the podcast for months. We've had a few planned. It's never worked out, but today the timing aligned. It felt right, and she brought the boom. She swung the whammy stick of her soul and is going to hit your ear bones with all the feels. She talks about very vulnerable things in her past, such as suicide, suicide attempts. She talks about her ongoing battle with depression and what she has learned from that, how it has been a gigantic learning experience and an opportunity, a privilege to embrace compassion and connection with others. She's great. I love her. I live with her. And I'm super excited for her to drop her wisdom on your ears. This is a good one. This one goes deep. There are tears. There is laughter. A lot of good stuff in here. Make sure and check her out on Instagram at Adachi Kendra. And she also has a brand new group coaching program that's launching in early January. It's a seven-week program called The Follow-Through. It sounds badass. We talk about it briefly at the end. And I'll include links in the show notes to all of this stuff. But without further ado, Kendra Adachi. You sound really great. Thanks. I think the sound quality is going to be very effective. Perfect. Should we, do you want to talk about what we want to talk about? Or do I don't you want know to just, what we want to talk about. Do you just want to dive in? I think that we're just going to dive in. I had said before that I'm open to any and all of the questions. I was I'm thinking earlier book. that like, you're the, you might be the only guest that's ever seen me naked. But then I realized that's a lie. That is a lie? Who's yeah. seen you naked? Uh, like my mom has seen me naked. Yeah, that makes it's sense. It's been a while though. And like probably a couple others. A couple others have seen you naked? <laughs> I would say like Mark Groves, Dan Harrison. Like we were in a spa together. So they maybe oh, yeah. snuck a little sneaky. I'm sure they did. I used to live with Amber. She's probably seen me naked. Probably. Yeah. That's okay. Traver, I'm sure is. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure Traver's likely seen you naked. Probably. If not, he's going to. If, yeah, I'm going to get a lot when of requests we, from the other. We're in Costa Rica together. Yeah. You never know. I think we should just talk about your life and what you know and who you are and, you know, give okay. people a taste of your soul. A taste of my soul. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right? I suppose so. Yeah. yeah totally. So, okay. Let's do it. Hang on. Let's be... I have to do my introduction. Okay. Kendra Dachi, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Jeremy Goldberg. <laughs> we are we're sitting in the space that we share, slurping tea, slurping. and we're just gonna vibe for a while. Just gonna talk like we normally talk, have conversation. Yeah, but so for people who have never heard of you or they don't mm. know like what a Kendra Adachi is, like who are you? What's your deal? I have a really hard time answering that question. I feel like I've always had a always is the word that I'm attempting to not use so much anymore. Thanks to you. Um, though when it comes to like elevator pitch and stuff like that, it's I'm really dynamic. So I have come to realize that I'm a chaser of full body fuck yes experiences. And sometimes that feels really uncomfortable. Oftentimes it feels really uncomfortable. Um, sometimes it's really uncomfortable and painful, but also exhilarating as fuck and super just just alive. And in doing that, um, 
I support mainly women right now are the ones that seem to be the souls that seem to be attracted to what I do. Um, I work with men as well, though, uh, to support them to do the same thing. And what is an alignment for them in order to do that? Like, what is a full body fuck yes experience for them? What gets in the way of that? I and that's just kind of, I guess, encompasses a so lot of coach that those I do. people you a coach mentor i've been called a health and mindset coach and so under that it's almost like that's the umbrella and underneath it is like what supports you to get there so nutrition i'm an integrative uh health coach through the institute of integrative nutrition and i'm also a plant-based chef through matthew kenny so nutrition food just supporting you to really get into the body to really feel that fuck yes and also like nourishing it but also the sensory exploration of like what it is to eat food and things that you love and just Mm. you know enjoy that's part of it and then also i'm not uh certified in anything physical uh i almost i went to school to university to become something in regards to a personal trainer dropped out that's another story but i love physical activity i love anything that's like moving my body i mean we've got time to tell stories yeah we do i mean that's true want to expand on any of that at any time sure well there's a lot to expand on so i'm not sure where i would start how do you uh like how do you describe or define a fuck yes experience it's a memory that's the first thing comes to mind is like it I know that it'll become a memory. It'll, I know that it's like all my senses are heightened. All my senses were involved in some way. It's also usually pretty much always attached to accomplishing a really hard, difficult thing. Mm. And it's like the first time you ever stepped into a dojo to do Muay Thai um, and you left with blisters on your feet and bruises all over your shins but you left feeling like a warrior ninja bat ninja badass you don't forget that Mm. and you used your whole body for that you used whole breath for that and like food tastes so fucking good after that after that (laughs) so i would say like a full body fuck yes experience is something that you know like anybody could go into their vault and like recall a memory of like what made that a memory Mm. you can pretty much remember where you were what smells were there like your whole body's involved that's your full body fuck yes experience it's like an emotionally marinated totally in the making that's a really great way to put it yes um absolutely like oftentimes like it'll be like a song that you remember at a yoga class that also made you cry and like that's also it's something that's it's like firing on all cylinders in your emotional space in any single emotion which is so vast um for an example would be like complete exhilaration jumping on a trampoline and laughing so hard with your friends Mm. to crying and being held by like somebody that you love you don't forget that and your whole body your whole being all of your emotions are involved and but so like a fuck yes experience doesn't have to be joyful blissful bunny rabbits and lollipops it's true because you just referenced crying yeah with so yeah so if anything i would say more so the fuck yes is like the scarier part because you recognize that it's hard though and i believe you've mentioned this before but the way you measure that is like 
and this is something I really love that you said, the way that I would measure that is doing that fuck yes experience. How is that going to set up? For, how are you, is that going to set you up for the future? So if you're going to do this right now, it may be painful right now, but in the long term, it's like, it's still a fuck yes. Like it's scary. My whole body's involved. I feel everything. I'm emotionally involved. I want to cry. I want to laugh. Like this is, but it feels like such a fuck yes, because I also know that two months down the road, because I did this one thing, I'm still, I'm going to be so proud of myself. Mm. And the opposite of that would be like, it's my whole body's not really involved with anything. It's really more so in my head and just like a quick fix and I'm going to forget about it or I'm going to feel almost, I don't like to use the word regret, but I'm going to not be as excited about my decision. So making a quick fix choice just to feel some sort of comfort right away. I'm not sure if that makes sense. I feel like I want a bit of a tangent. I love tangents. I know you do. So it's like a, you reference like a sensation in the body. Yeah. More than a analytical, reasonable mm-hmm. decision in the mind. Is that fair? Yeah. And so how do you, to someone listening right now, or to me, mm-hmm. uh, like how do you actually, like what's the protocol for tapping into your body's mm. wisdom or, or the, the whispers of your heart that are guiding you towards mm-hmm. a fuck yes experience versus what is fear and yeah. scary and not your path uh, such a good question thanks this is <laughs> good the questions this is going to be unique to every single person and so mm-hmm. i am still figuring that out for myself and i know that it's changes as well um something that i can say is on your journey is when you When you know that you want, when you're feeling compelled to make a decision out of like fear or comfort, I go to like, what's my first like sabotaging choice that's coming to mind? And Mm -hmm. so by an example would be if I'm feeling like really overwhelmed, really stressed, um, a word that I use is smashy or punchy. Smashy. Smashy. Like I just want to like smash the fuck out of things. Um, is instead of like the first honestly one of the first things that come to my mind is like let's numb this and like just drink all the wine and that's when i know that that's that's that that's a choice out of fear because that's me wanting to numb and that was a past coping mechanism that i had was to really lean into substance abuse and just completely literally drown it get blackout drunk um and so from having the privilege to have awareness and teachers to support me to really discover that about myself and having personal discovery responsibility um, understanding is to pause before i choose that action Mm. and so that that's the first that's something that i would say is probably the first step is like what is your immediate like choice like in your head that's showing up like the sabotaging habit that would have otherwise you would have otherwise have chosen in the past that you know is not serving you like and the reaction the reaction that. and then you just being aware of that is everything first and foremost and you're aware of it and you're like oh like i want to just avoid all of this and numb myself by drinking all of the wine and just making really poor choices and mm-hmm. like degrade my myself so there in that awareness you get to pause and be like or i get to choose something else so that would be like the first like that's a choice out of fear and that's when we get to reframe and build a new habit of like, okay, or I'm going to breathe. Um, I'm going to yell 
That's a really good one. Uh, one of my favorites is if it's fully accessible is something like Muay Thai or boxing classes and punching things in a safe manner. Um, doing yoga, breathing, definitely talking about it, finding another way to like release it and actually allow it to come to surface as opposed to pushing it back down and numbing it. That was again, another tangent, but so, uh, being aware of the fear choice is like, what, what's, what's the immediate triggering unserving habit that shows up for you Mm. and being aware of that. And for some people, maybe that's like, you know, maybe that's just completely withdrawing and being completely silent and not talking to anybody and removing themselves in a not healthy manner, if that makes sense. Mm. Like choosing to shut everybody out and choosing to shut the world out. Uh, I've had some clients where that was their choice or they would just like, they completely shut down and like, just don't talk to anybody. And then they just ruminate in their own shit for a really long time. And that's not healthy. So there's that. And I think that the other one was how do I know if it's like an empowered like an empowered like like a uh, fuck yes like a fuck yes it sounds like you're touching on awareness and stillness yeah as a as a first step yeah so being aware of it yeah maybe removing yourself from a situation or creating a space in which you can just exhale for Mm -hmm. a moment or an hour Mm -hmm. yeah cultivate the pause Mm -hmm. tap into what's happening internally Mm -hmm. is that what it is yeah so just be really so awareness for sure and curiosity around that and then pausing around that so awareness i'm feeling this what is this feeling that i'm experiencing awareness that i'm not that but i'm experiencing it what is the action that i want to take to numb it i'm aware of it then i would say that's the pause and that's the reframe and where you get to make the empowered choice to something completely different that's going to actually be supportive for you and then I would I would add on to that is always communication too. Um, since we're like into tangents and just going off, I suppose is for me something else. One of the reasons why I'm so into full body fuck yes experiences and doing what I do now in regards to health and mindset is I've suffered from depression, and so one of the things the most important aspect of all of this attached to the awareness and the pause is communicating that and telling people what's going on so again for some people if it's avoidance of something or if it's like i'm feeling a lot of like i'm feeling depressed it's telling somebody that you trust and that you love and that you know is going to support you um that's going to be able to receive that information in a way that's going to be digestible for them because for some people it's it's a lot uh but communicating that is is massive so for me in the past it would be the awareness the pause and then i would immediately call my family and be like i'm feeling this i'm feeling depressed the voices are back um now you know and also the act of actually talking about it like releasing it is so key and so supportive Mm. so i love that line the voices are back the voices are back yeah it'd be a cool memoir title (laughs) not for you but yeah sorry that's my own distraction that's okay it's a cool line so talk to me about depression what are your thoughts on it like what's what's it like what's it it? how did you unhook the claws from your soul that depression had on you or How do you get rid of the voices? Or, Well, a lot of what I just talked about um, is 
is communicating it and being really open about talking about it with people and being really open with yourself about it, um, like to yourself. And again, there's that awareness and a lot of compassion towards yourself. Like what's an example? Of that? An example is like, wow, this is, I'm feeling it. Like, and, and when it's showing up. So for me, I've now come to this state where like, it still comes into my life. However, because of so much of the exploration I've chosen to do on myself, not only in regards to like physical health and nourishment, also towards mental health and nourishment um, in regards of like therapy, coaching and my own mentors and my own personal development is the awareness of self and personally understanding yourself is so key. It's going to be different for everybody. For me, I can start to feel when depression is like starting to seep into me and I'm still playing the game of being curious of like what triggers it. There's a lot of variables um, that I've witnessed and my parents have witnessed too is seasonal. Uh, when there's a change of the seasons, my mom's actually written in the calendar and been like, oh, this is the time of year that you usually get really fucking depressed and it's almost like clockwork. And I'm like, right, that's what's happening. Um, but so I'll feel it. And the biggest thing, first and foremost, what I was saying earlier is I'm just like, I, t- I say to myself, like, okay, like I literally look in the mirror, Jeremy, and I'm like, you're, you feel depressed. This is depression. This is what this is. Hello, old friend. And what I've come to discover now is like, not, it's, it's, it's been creating this relationship with depression that's not necessarily angry or, um, like I want to, I want it to go away. Of course I don't love it. And of course, like it's not fun. However, I've also recognized that from my experience of it, it's allowed me to have a greater capacity to understand what others are going through because it is really difficult to explain when you're in it. You're so for me and what I've experienced, what I've witnessed is you're so indecisive. It's, very difficult to communicate your needs and boundaries and what you what you want what you need it's it's so hard it's so difficult so i feel like by my having personal experience and then witnessing it it's given me like a bird's eye view and like a very um intimate relationship to better understand it so in some ways i feel like i was primed (laughs) to experience depression in order to support those that do have mental um mental struggles that are choosing to navigate through within themselves and their relationships. So again, I don't know if I answered your question, but talking about depression, um, I feel like just talking about it more is, is a big one and getting comfortable and knowing that truly, if not every single person um, either has dealt with it personally or knows somebody that has dealt with it. So by talking about it, everybody can relate. Mm. And I feel like we, it's gotten better. Like we're talking about it more. The, the stigma of the, the stigma around it. Yeah, it, we've definitely gotten so much better at it for sure. Um, there's still like the there's some people that it's still too much, and that's okay. Like it's okay. Some people are just like I really don't want to talk about depression. That's totally understandable. Like yeah. it's not necessarily like the best cocktail party conversation to have. 
Uh, however, it's just knowing that it's okay to talk about, like, really, truly. And more often than not, you'll open the doors and permission for others to start to speak the same. And as I alluded to earlier, the more that you talk about it, the more you release it from yourself and the easier it is for you to sort of allow it to pass through, so to speak. So then going back to what you said a moment ago about staring at yourself in the mirror, mm-hmm. I'm intrigued by that. What's the yeah. reasoning? Or what does it do for you? What it does for me is it allows me to like see myself as like you are not depression. And that's a big one as well. It's like I am not depression. I'm just I'm experiencing it. Mm. I'm experiencing it pass through again. And I also like just nausea, like a wave of nausea. Almost. I guess you could I guess that's kind of a good metaphor to use. Um, I just also want to say that I acknowledge that like when you, there's levels of depression, there's like seriously critical, severe depression where medication is absolutely necessary. Uh, I used to be on medication and I've weaned myself off through various lifestyle choices. And I'm not saying one is better than the other. It's everybody's on unique journey. So for me now, I'm not on medication Though when I when I notice the waves of it coming up, and I recognize it for what it is, I do the pause. I do the what is the sensation? What are my thoughts that are showing up? Because truly, that's another big sign for me is suicidal thoughts just become rampant in my brain, mm. and I'm just like, whoa! It's almost as though, as I said, I am not depression. I'm experiencing it. It's almost as though I'm observing it coming through my body, and I'm sitting back and looking and listening, and seeing all of all of this storm of craziness (laughs) come through me and I'll just like okay the part of me that's aware of that I take a look at her in the mirror I'm like okay like you're experiencing depression right now that's what this is you are not it so this is the time and place for us to do everything that we know to do we're going to call the family we're going to take breathers. We're going to communicate the best that we can. We're going to be gentle. Yeah, we are likely going to have some freak out moments because that's part of it. Um, and that's okay. And being really gentle and compassionate with myself. It's almost like I'm giving myself a pep talk of like, okay, we're about to go on a ride. Yeah. <laughs> Brace yourself. Do the best that we can during this process. All the things that we know to do, which has always worked for me. And we're going to make it through. We all, We have before. We've always made it through before. And that's the other thing I tell myself. It's like, we've done this before. We're going to be okay. Like, there's light on the other end of the tunnel. And it's such a powerful sentiment to remind ourselves of. Yeah. Like, I've survived everything in my life until now. Mm -hmm. Like, we're going to be okay. And just to remind, I think it's a reminder of resilience, right? Like, you're strong. Yeah. You're capable. Mm-hmm. You've got this. You're you gonna be okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And compassion throughout all of that is really important. And so, yeah, depression's a big topic. It's something that um, I've had the privilege, and I do I do say it's a, it's a privilege to have experienced it in sort of a morbid way. Um, not only like personally in my own body, but like witnessing it affect others and families and. I feel like that's been also a really major, if not the catalyst. Oh, damn it, Jeremy, I might cry. Damn it. <laughs> um, I feel like that's, of course, been a huge catalyst for towards like, why the health? Why the fitness? Why the movement? And getting into a place of like, fuck, I've been to the place where 
I've attempted suicide and to now be like, I want to just live the best way possible and enjoy my life and my body. And of course I have days where that's not the case, but that's like the chase of full body fuck yes experiences. Mm. And because I know the depths of the other, if that makes sense. Yeah. It almost sounds like your pain has made you more compassionate. Absolutely. That old, that line about turning pain into purpose. Purpose. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like, I'm a definite true believer that everything that we experience is priming us for what's to come and what we're supposed to be doing here. And there's still so many layers and chapters to that. Like there's still a lot of pain and heartbreak that I'm sure I have yet to experience that's going to support me in whatever it is I'm here meant to do when I'm 80. And that's a completely different chapter. But right now, this is this is where I'm at. That's exciting. That's exciting. There's so much pain to look forward to. Yay. Hooray. And like at the end of pain is always like, it's like when you get really sick and you have a cold and you're like really miserable, but then like your health comes back. You're just like, oh my gosh, I have so much appreciation for health. It's yeah. it's, just, it's like mending from a heartbreak and there's that like, wow, at the end of it, mm. like, well, close to the end of it. Is there ever really end of it? Is like when you're just like, there's that liberation feeling, that like real yeah. excitement of like... I always tell myself, like, today's the worst day. Tomorrow I'm going to get better. Or I start to get better. And then then maybe tomorrow's even worse. I'm like, okay, well, today's the worst day. Tomorrow is going to be better. Why not? Why not? Why not it be just like better and like the best day today? Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm not perfect. (laughs) Well, nobody is. It's just a thing that I, that I use, uh, or even like in a spin class or walking up a hill. I'm like, this is the worst of it. Like it's mm. gonna get better. It's like a kind of ferocious. Optimism. I like that. And then one day I'm okay. right. Like one day I wake up and I'm like, I'm not healthy, but I'm not worse. Yeah. And in that recognition that I'm not any worse, I feel better. I like that actually. It actually makes me think of like, it kind of goes back to um, like when I realize I'm 31 minutes into an hour long spin class. I'm like, yeah. Home stretch. Yeah, like where there's a, there's an end to this. Like I'm gonna suffer for 29 more minutes, but mm-hmm. like I've broken the back of this experience. Yeah. And I've got this. And that's a full body fuck yes experience. Yeah, it's like like walking halfway into like a dark forest filled with ghosts and werewolves and shit, and Fun. you see a sign that's like halfway, and then it's like yeah, because every step after that you're walking out of it. You know, and like that just feels better than walking into it and then out of it and then knowing that there's something else. But because you've conquered that, yeah, you you've built that stamina and that resiliency, that word that you used earlier mm-hmm. to like when something like that happens again, you're like, oh, I did this before. I can do this. Like it's creating that evidence that you can do these hard, difficult things. And I feel like like I like what you said with all of that. And um I feel like that's one of the reasons why also from experiencing depression and various other uh, traumas and what have you in my life um, that I also really like, I love pushing, I love, I love pushing my, my limits, especially physically. And I feel like it's because it's a way to embody that sort of discomfort and pain mm. that is then on a cellular level, like a reminder to myself, like you can do really hard things. Like, 
you can do some really epic shit, Kendra. <laughs> and so... And it transfers to other areas of life, yeah. right? Like the physical, which is, I think, what you're referencing. Yeah. Burpees and punching and I don't know what the hell you do. Ninja work. All that fun play. Ninja training. My play time. Well, mm-hmm. like you started that ninja boot camp challenge thing <clears throat> where you like blasted people for a week physically. Yes. But then those kind of experiences translate into mentality emotional resilience and and like if you can destroy your body and annihilate yourself at a workout for an hour you feel stronger you feel resilient Mm -hmm. you you as you said your identity starts to Mm -hmm. shift and you take that vibe into other areas of your life yeah something that's like with totally running with this is um it's like what would my highest self do Mm. what would my self and integrity do like you can do one more burpee and I mean, you, sometimes though, it, it's like you don't want to. Yeah, but I mean, you can. You get that's it's just not you don't want to, it's that you choose not to. That's a good clarification. Exactly. So, so it's it's a you won't can, not can't. Uh, yeah, won't not can't. I'm not uh. sure. Um, but from there, <laughs> it's like you can you can do one more burpee. Guaranteed, anybody can do one more burpee. Like you, mm. we've played this game before. We're we're like, what's something that uh, supports you in like finishing that hard thing? And we talked about like, well, sometimes this might be morbid, but sometimes I fantasize like my loved one's lives are on the line. And if that was truly the case, you can do you can. anything, <laughs> right? And so. It's like taking that mentality into like, well, if you can do that, then you can finish writing the sales page. Mm-hmm. You can finish writing the book proposal. You can finish, um, you can have that hard conversation. You can move to the new place, lean into the hard things. Like you can do all those things. And it's again with that, like what would my higher self do? If I, if I want if I want to be a better version of myself, if I want to be a stronger person, more resilient, if I want to have these relationships that are amazing and beautiful and super nourishing, well, what is who is the per, who is the person that I get to be in order for that to become my reality? And how do they live? What are the choices they make? Mm. And goes back to how, like, how you would address how you do one thing is how you do all things. How you do the workout is also how you would approach the conversation, how you would, and I'm going on a tangent again, but similarly, I also noticed like this gym that I've been going to, um, shout out to District Warriors, I love you. (laughs) There's a sense of camaraderie in there too, where it's like that you were asked to go grab a mat that you're gonna lay down on to do this, like the warm up hit workout. People are passing mats to each other. It's like, we're about to do a hard thing together. Mm. And there's like a sense of like this community essence of like we're doing this together and that energy of i'm showing up my best because they're showing up their best and like like you want to they're raising the level for you and so you raise your level and when you take that with you like well i've just raised my level being around all of this is the same thing as how does that person operate if they see trash on the on the street like gosh like pick that up that's low vibe like high vibe is like throwing that away it's like it's like taking that energy and that essence with you everywhere you go and you notice that other people that are operating there it's like you just kind of gravitate towards them i totally went on a tangent there it's great but that's uh so that's like how choosing to do an integrity and being like with compassion to yourself that 
do you can do one more burpee you can pick up you see that trash you can pick that up and throw it away you can smile at that person how does this person that you want to be how do they show up in the world Mm. They do all of these things. And of course, there's also something to be said that there are days where your tank isn't fully full and you must do the more compassionate thing, which is today, I the best choice for me is is to choose not to do the burpee. Yeah. And that's okay. It's like where and like owning that choice too. Well, you said what would the best version of yourself yeah, do? And sometimes totally. that might mean taking a bubble bath or with rubber duckies. going with rubber duckies and <laughs> sparkles Quack. or or picking up the phone and asking for help oh my gosh going to therapy yes. like it doesn't have to be a marathon mm-hmm. it might be a very simple thing of you know i'm going to say no to that thing tonight that i don't want to go to yeah now i'm going to express to my partner that i'm hurt by what Mm. they said or did to me Mm -hmm. right so the integrity i think goes across all aspects of life yeah i love sometimes we sorry sometimes we think those small things are are like they're just small things but they're actually really huge things yeah you know it's like ah my gosh so much is happening in my brain right now um something that i talk about with my clients a lot is we teach others how we want to be treated and how do we do that is by just like leading by example by being our truest most authentic self and speaking up towards like what do we need and we don't always i I totally understand that we don't always know what exactly that is though the more that we lean in and we explore ourselves and we explore relationships we feel it of like that's a no like that's definitely a no a great example, and you will remember this, is I think it was just last week, no, the week before that, my burnout, my choosing to say yes to a bunch of things that led me to burnout. And I I didn't say, I, at the very last minute, I chose to not commit to something and basically... Um, yeah, I, it was, I was feeling a no in my body that whole week. And I didn't honor that. And what happens when I don't honor that is I turn into this person. Well, I shouldn't say I turn into this person, though my energy levels, like I just, I don't operate as, in, as high in integrity as I strive to. And so there in that is like, that's okay. Compassion towards myself for being in that space. But that's evidence to me being like, okay, what can we do? How can we do better next time? And we're always going to learn. But for me, it was like, okay like my this week is like i'm going to say no to things more often and just really check in with myself um so teaching people how you want to be treated yes having those conversations and saying like that just triggered me or that just activated me when you said this especially with like your intimate partner or um if you have that kind of open awareness with other people in your life um to have that kind of lingo because i feel like we get to this place in the personal development world where it's like our language totally shifts and some people just look at me like i'm a crazy person and i am a crazy person so that's accurate um (laughs) but like just saying like hey that's you know that did like what you just said right there that really did just sort of like activate me trigger me in this way and this is how i took it and it's like when you did x 
I felt why yeah and and so now I'm feeling in this space right here but that's also you being in integrity for yourself and for the relationship so that you can process and understand yourself better be like why did this trigger me like what's that from like layers there but then also for your partner or for whoever that person is to be like wow I so did not mean it that way and thank you for letting me know because I can be aware for my choice of words next time or just open that conversation and having the radical honesty which you and I first started with so long ago and I feel like that's just been a huge that that has trickled in in all areas of my life as uh, radical honesty but not only for yourself but for others too so again I went on a tangent you're we're, good at this we're, we're both good at this yeah yeah that was great thanks great tangent thanks so you um you said something a while back and I flagged it good in my brain's very efficient organized filing system mm-hmm and you said that you've attempted suicide uh so I was going to ask, are you open to discussing that? I'm open to discussing it, yeah. Definitely. Um, it's just a, it's quite a powerful statement to make, yeah. kind of off the cuff. And so, I thought it would be potentially a, a door opening. I'm sure there's lots of lessons learned from that. There are. And um, no, thank you for circling back to this. Because uh, at this very moment, like this, for example, full circle as morbid and weird and super contrast as it sounds like that moment was like a full body fuck yes experience in a way so so i will explain so because i remember it perfectly i don't remember the exact date but i remember it was winter and it was in edmonton i I remember like the whole sensation that was happening in my body the the thoughts that flooded my mind to make to support my choice not to do it and i'll never forget it like that was a memory I'll never forget that was a trajectory for like okay this is ammunition for me, for me to use to support myself and others that may be ever experiencing a similar thought or action so for me it was um, I was going to attempt to jump off this bridge and the first thing like it was just this moment that I was like, all this narrative, negative narrative talk of like, what's the point? Um, just really wanting a lot of the the talk in my head to shut up, and um, and I just really felt like a burden. So anybody who's ever experienced depression understands this feeling that you feel like you're such a burden on your loved ones, and you feel like you feel like it would just be so much better if you're not there, and. Um, I was feeling that so heavily and it's so interesting always when I look back on it and this is why I also have like so much compassion for uh well for every for everybody but especially those that are really in the depths of depression outside looking in my life looked pretty well perfect I did have some substance abuse issues I was like 18 though so (laughs) party scene um so my depression was masked pretty well with those coping mechanisms um so that moment i just i was like over it i was just so over it i think i'm pretty sure i was hungover as well and uh alcohol being a depressant didn't support the situation 
and I was walking home from work and um, I was just like fuck it like I could just not go home and I could just like disappear like this is perfect and I um, I just remember there being that moment of like pause and I just had this flooded thought in my head of my my dog um, his name is Doobie like a doobie I just had this thought of him like running up to my room looking for me like and then like not being able to find me like if I never made it home and just like this like worry in his face is like where is she and then I had a thought of like my parents faces like receiving the news of like me never coming home and then my sister and I just it was like I could feel I could feel the amount of pain that I had the capacity of creating for others and that amount of pain that I could create for others because of my choice of leaving was so much more powerful than the pain that I felt towards myself of wanting to leave if that makes sense Mm. so my choice of wanting to, to exit this earth was not powerful enough with the awareness of how much pain I would induce to the ones I love and I just it's kind of hard to describe but I just like like that like broke my heart thinking about um like my parents like needing to like gather people for a funeral for me and just like the amount of suffering and trauma that would have created for them and in a moment I was just I was just like fuck this is this is not worth that like this is not worth that um I love my parents and my family um, so much more than I feel pain right now. So it's like one of those cliche in a way, but like love definitely just like triumphed over that pain and that fear. And um, so are you having these thoughts as you walk towards the bridge? As I'm, sta- I'm standing on the bridge. You're literally I'm, standing I'm on, on the bridge. I'm on it and I'm like on the other side of the railing. And I'm thinking this, and I'm feeling this, and um, I'm also a huge believer of guardians, and I feel like truly like a guardian just like swooped in to be like, hey, like this is something for you to really consider at this moment. And I just I felt it. It was like when I say like the full body experience, like I felt it. I felt the amount of trauma and sadness that they would have felt, and if I were to like in some way be able to witness their grief like oh my gosh like it's just not worth it and so I n- I'll never forget that and I just remember like I remember coming home I just remember hugging my family like so tightly when I got home and snuggling my dog and just being like I almost didn't come home to this I almost like chose never to experience this and I go back to that when, like, I've had other th- suicidal thoughts, and, like, I, will, I always automatically go back to, like, it's not worth it, like, the amount of grief. Um, and I go back to that when, you know, when I'm feeling like I'm having like, a rock bottom, or if I've, I've experienced something really traumatic, and that 
there's so much more beauty in life to still to still live and that there's always still there's there's so much more so many more hugs from my parents that I want to have and from people that I love and um since we're on the topic um I've also had the experience of knowing what that grief is when somebody chooses suicide um and so my first my first love whom we've spoken about before his name is Alex uh we were together for three and a half years almost four years and then um about a year in after we broke up still a lot of um it didn't end well uh but basically long story short we both were going through two different paths of life and mine was very much more concerned with a holistic lifestyle approach to support my depression and um he was very much in the hardcore punk scene and um uh, drugs were definitely involved and uh, anyway he he committed suicide and so I got to experience what it was like to witness when somebody does choose to take their life and being on the other end of that of like of like um, despair is the first word that comes to mind, but it was almost more just like a, like, well, why? Oh, like, don't you know how much you're cared for? And so it was just such an interesting experience to be on both spectrums of it. And, um, and I have the honor and the privilege to be so close with his family and his sister Kaylee is one of my best friends. And so like our healing journey with that and their healing journey with that, um, uh, has been really supportive. Uh, we talk about him often, and his passing didn't go in vain as well. A lot of people that were in his sort of partying community, a lot of them got sober, and so many initiatives happened from his passing. And um, But that in itself also instilled in me, like, wow, yeah. When you, when you choose that, like, that's a trickle effect. People around the world were affected. People flew in from New Zealand to come to his funeral and to scatter his ashes. And and it's just like, we can get, to, when we're in depression, we get to this space where it is, for lack of a better word, it is selfish in the fact that we're just so in ourself that like, we're, the world would be better off without us. And when exactly, when it's the exact opposite, which we would affect the whole world when we're gone. And, uh, and that was a huge feeling also in my body, which is, that's another one I'll never forget when I heard the news, the way that my body actually reacted to it was very interesting. Um, and I feel like, again, I was, I'm almost gifted in a sense to have experienced both my own and to witness the depression in order to do something with that, like, there's just so both such powerful experiences that this awareness that I have around it now and awareness of like that it is possible to choose like choose the higher choice more empowered choice of whatever that is for you 
to still be here to to remember that there's more hugs to have from your loved ones and how did your body react um i was traveling i was in nicaragua at the time when i heard the news and i was part of this uh not-for-profit organization and we were in this small town in the Basawas, this village in the Basawas. so long story short basically i was just carrying bricks up a mountain to build a library and when i was told that i had received news in this place this town is so des like desolate i'm not sure if that's the right word that basically no news is good news like it's next to impossible for you to receive anything from the outside world and i knew like right away i didn't know what it was but i knew right away that the news that was coming that came for me was not good and it was like i remember that moment like i dropped the brick my arms got really really hot and like i felt that lump in my throat like when you need to cry mm-hmm. like immediately and i ran into the one small tiny computer room with this like massive computer the only computer in like oh, yeah. a very far place um and it was like my breath i was already in a panic attack and i received the news and then i remember standing and looking at our volunteer coordinator when she told me and then i woke up in like another room in my friend's arms and i guess i ran out screaming flailed and just like passed out and i just and i w- woke up delirious being like what just happened like what just happened and then i relived it because they're like you, you just received this news and it was like ah, it was like my body just shut down. It was so it was so traumatizing. And what happened was um because he had gone missing for a week and there was a search party for him and it was all over Facebook but because I wasn't anywhere near a computer, I didn't know what was going on. And um when they found him was when my parents called to let me know because they didn't want me to when it got back to civilization to open up my facebook and just read it everywhere and be like what the fuck is this and then so i talked to them and they had sent me a bunch of articles and i kind of was brought up to date with the search party and and then I called a few of my friends and I spoke to some of them and it just seemed so unbelievable. And uh, yeah, and then it was just like, it took like what felt like half a year for it to sink in that like, this is real. And it's been like about um, seven years now since. And um, a lot of healing has obvious has happened since then, of course, but it's been it's been a journey. And so that in itself was just like, again, like the power of what happens when you choose suicide and how that really just you don't understand. Like, how could you? It's like the depths of how deep of trauma that can go for people that you wouldn't even think about. Mm. You wouldn't even realize. Yeah, I've heard it described as something like the pain doesn't. And the pain just gets transferred to other people in different ways. The pain yeah. kind of spreads. That's a good way to put it, too. Yeah. 
Um, but in, in that too, though, is, um, as I said before, is like, it, it didn't go in vain. There were so many initiatives that happened with it. Um, his mother, Lorna, is a, a huge activist in um, creating awareness around mental health and men, young men. His father too, Phil, and uh, like their whole family and just so many, so much awareness. And also, it was like our our group of friends became so close from it. And the ability to speak about our mental health was just even more like open. And we just start to share from so much more from our hearts always. And to this day, like I can call Kaylee at any mo- moment and just like be as raw as, as ever and you to the whole family. And it's in a way like a really strange way. It's like it has bonded us, but it's also supported like our like awareness of like how can we like prevent this now mm. as much as possible. I think like grief though is a hell of a glue to bring people together. Yeah, I was to thinking about 9-11 for example mm. where America was suddenly very united like actually United States and yeah. people had this shared experience that bonded us and yeah. um, and it, it definitely has that power to do so but does it in a very uh, traumatic way yeah. I suppose it's also similar in essence to like like so for me i would i would say like those those two experiences of my own attempt and then witnessing and experiencing suicide and whenever we feel like it's like whenever there is a sense of and i mean those are very those are devastating those are very Mm. raw real circumstances that happen every day um and it's like I've had other experiences in my life that felt like, obviously not to that detriment, though in their own variation, to felt like a rebirth in a sense of like, like this is rock bottom, or this is, this is like, what could be worse than this? That sort of sensation. And usually though, what does birth from that is a sense of like, of like, well, of, of like, well, this is, there's nowhere else to go but from here but up and then to really as we also kind of spoke about before like in that place to really ask for support and like yeah i'm i need help here and in those places is like don't give up but actually like this is now a place for you to really like rebuild if that makes sense Mm -hmm. and when you were talking about like the grief it's just like it's a a space for like you can really choose to use that as almost as ammunition of like well what are we going to do with this what can we do with this if that makes sense yeah i've heard it described as uh rock bottoms a great foundation upon which to build your new self totally right yeah absolutely it's like okay yeah all that stuff that I used to believe and who I thought I was and how I thought life worked, like that's just been totally wiped away. Mm-hmm. That's all gone. You know, the, life is is not the same as it used to be and it never will be. Mm-hmm. So there's this new perspective or this new lens through which you view the world. And mm. from that perspective, it's like, okay, in this new realm, who am I? 
how do I live? Who mm-hmm. do I want to be? Yeah. Like there's before and there's after. And those kind of traumatic events, I think, can be catalysts for major change. And it Absolutely. sounds like they work for you. Absolutely. And that was like, like 100% it. It was like, okay, um, I've clearly gone through all of this <laughs> for some sort of purpose. And at the time, mm. it was just like, what the fuck yeah. is all of this? Yeah, when you're in it and immediately after, you're just like, what? the fuck yeah you're lost and confused and overwhelmed absolutely and like i also so gosh so many tangents that could happen from here so something that i want to say is with grief is we all have our own really unique ways of experiencing it and addressing it and um what i really noticed myself and i'm bringing this up because i'm recognizing similar patterns in a lot of clients that i have um is like wanting to is like going back to potentially old habits that we knew weren't serving us and we fall back into them because why because potentially that's just like what makes sense right now is just safe and it's just easy and we've been so traumatized and hurt that that's just it just makes sense for us to go back to drinking into oblivion or maybe we don't even understand the underlying factor of it so what i mean by this is like after Alex's passing, um, I found myself getting back into the way I used to behave when we were dating, which was a lot of heavy drinking. And I felt awful. And I was really embarrassed about it because I was now down this path of like, I go to yoga and I'm exploring all of these new healthy things. I work at a raw vegan restaurant and all, all of this stuff, but I was just like, I was embarrassed to recognize like the ways in which I was attempting to cope with my grief on a subconscious level or an unconscious level. And giving yourself compassion in that, and that like, hey, guess what? It's, it's the grief is going to show up in really sneaky, weird ways. And you're not going to even know that this is what grief is doing. And this is the way that you're going to be dealing with it. What I found though was, um, it's, again, it comes back to like what I said earlier, just starting to talk about it and being really open about like, I know that this is not the healthiest way for me to deal with this, but this is what I've been doing. Is anybody else feeling this? And like, can we like all agree to support each other to like choose better and differently? And like, that's that's not exactly what happened for me. I, I recognize it over time, speaking with new friends and in that too was a, a big awareness of like, okay, I'm not feeling good about these choices that I'm making. I'm really embarrassed about it. What needs to change? And a lot of it is environment. And by environment, I mean also the people that you're associating with and what are some things that um, you can slowly address in your lifestyle that aren't in alignment for for your healing journey, if that's making any sense. And who you want to be. And who you want to be. Like... Like who you want to be. And so, again... The Avid brothers have this great line. Decide mm-hmm. what to be and go be it. It's not always that simple. Why not? I feel. Because there's so many layers to it. And there's also so many things that show up along the way. Like there's so many uncovering of layers and stories that show up. I'm just going to put all of that in the go be it part. Or the okay. decide what to part so while you're being it you're experiencing all these you're things. probably more correct and accurate <laughs> but like it's not as snazzy for a song lyric you know it's true It'd be a long song 
It'd be a really long, but it'd be a beautiful song. It would be a beautiful song. Yeah. Um, But yeah, uh, I forgot where I was going with that. Again, with my tangents and grief. Um, But I feel like, okay, so yeah, as well as I feel like I experienced... So it was like those two traumatic things and then was like the curiosity of like, how am I like, what's happening now with these choices that I made? I thought I was going on this health journey and I feel like, like throughout the week, I'm taking 20 steps forward on the weekend. I take a hundred steps back and just like huge, like wave, like this roller coaster of like, like major imposter syndrome that wasn't even a term coined then but that's something i was something feeling people would turn to me for like health advice because i was like quote unquote on this like health journey you're the healthy one the healthy one quote unquote and then i would find myself going back to old patterns and i now recognize looking back at that woman then younger kendra that i was just i was still not aware of the healing that I I still need to go through from all that trauma. Mm. And and you were doing the best you could. I was doing the best I could. And so I feel like that in itself too, again, I go back to some of my clients that are experiencing similarly, um, similar circumstances in regards to the trauma, that it's it's not overnight that we heal, but it's it's a choice every day and the awareness again it goes back to being awareness and po- having that pause and being really gentle with yourself that mm. grief comes in waves there, there there are days when like you laugh and you feel like you're the best ever you you did your hair or whatever it is and you're feeling really really great and then the next day it can be like you just got hit by a bus and you want to drink into oblivion and then sometimes you do and i'm not saying that that's the right choice but again it's like doing what's the most integrative choice for you in all of that is just being self-compassionate. Mm. And if I could go back to the younger me, Kendra it would just, it would be to say, get support in this, like talk about it. You're not alone in it. And I think that was my biggest downfall was that I thought I had to go it all in alone. And which is a whole other story of lone wolf syndrome and attempting to be a strong independent person uh, amongst all of the pain. But pain is collective and the more that we do connect on it the more the easier it is to um release it Mm. i feel that's a good line thanks that's good thank you and so what's next for you kendra dachi on the journey um Chasing more full body fuck yes experiences and really leaning into how much that scares me. I love that you brought it back to the beginning. Okay, thanks. That was good. Thanks. That was a professional podcast <laughs> guesting. Thanks. I'm not trying. Um, <laughs> That's why it's working. <laughs> but yeah, I'd say, yeah, that like being here, I was nervous about this podcast. You were. Um, being here in, in the space that we share in Vancouver, it's part we, we of that. We haven't really mentioned that to the listener, like that we live together. We live together, and that we we are dating. We we yeah, we see each other naked from time to time. We sleep in the same bed. <laughs> we sleep in the same bed on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Yeah, that's, Tuesdays and Thursdays we we alternate. We go to our 
Yeah, I was trying to make a joke, but it didn't work. No. It's okay. It's okay. He is funny. You are funny otherwise. Sometimes. Sometimes. But so, um, yeah, we're dating. We're dating. And um, that's nice and but fun. But so the next fuck yes experience for you? Uh, uh, would be launching a group coaching pro- process. I have this thing with the word program because it reminds me of like programming, like ourself. Mm. And I'm like, I don't want to program anybody. It's like manipulative? Yeah. Like I'm not trying to program anybody. I'm just supporting the process that you're going to be doing for yourself. I'm just giving you the mm. guidelines and the steps and I'm there for you. And like the um, support? Like the support, the accountability and like the kind of like the set. Hmm. I'm not a sensei, but like the sensei that sort of yells at you and like knows that you can do better. Like you, one you're stronger. Burpee, bitch. Yeah, one more fucking burpee. You can do this. So that's me in that. But like that. <laughs> so that's that's uh, um, it's something that I've always been kind of called to do. Is like I love the community aspect of it, but that's something that I'm leaning into is creating that for January 2020. Um, and it has a lot to do with like the chasing of the full body fuck yes experience which again comes to like living in the space coming to vancouver i was really nervous about that but i had this like this sensation of yes like you're scared of it but down the road like the people that you're going to meet the things that you're going to be able to evolve and stretch into and choose for yourself like it's it's you're not going to regret it you're going to be really stoked on it or like do you want to just stay small and not so but it's like you said at the beginning about making memories, right? Like you want to make yeah. some cool memories. Yeah, and I feel like this this is definitely that. Like mm. being here and the friends that I've made, like, oh my gosh, and like the fun little things that we do each week, like get together and watch shows and eat mm. vegan pizza. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, so like that whole choice in itself at the very beginning when I first moved here was like scary and like, like wow like i just did what i thought was the hardest thing which was coming here but the actual like scariest quote-unquote hardest part is like staying and Mm. doing the things that like i encouraged myself that i was gonna do like which was not running away not avoiding not avoiding not running away having like as as the shit comes up like talking about it addressing it and the more that i do that like the more i reclaim my control over the mental blocks that are attempting to hold me back so to speak which i've done so much before in the past so in a way it's also me like challenging myself of no i'm not going to do that again like i'm choosing differently this time and so in this whole process has birthed this process of that i'm calling the follow-through because this is me literally following through with the actions that i choose for myself that's like kendra this is going to be like so good at the end of this. And then there's another beginning. And because you've done this, that's like, mm. you're equipped, you're getting stronger and stronger with each rep, so to speak. And so that's the follow through, which is the group coaching process. Cause there's like the decision mm-hmm. and then it's like, well now you really have to do it. Yeah, there's like one thing to say it and there's one thing to even like book the ticket and then like get there, but you're not just gonna stand but like there. Like in anything, right? It's like, yeah, all right, I'll do a burpee. Yeah. But then you like actually have to do the burpee. Yeah. And then it's like, it's go time. Yeah. And it's like, you it's know, you actually have got to do the thing. And then what happens after you've done all the burpees? You're like, fuck, yeah. I just did a really hard thing. Yeah. And I'm and, exhausted. Yeah. And I'm stronger. I'm stronger. Yeah. I'm stronger. More and resilient. I've proven to myself that I can accomplish these things. And again, it comes back to you. If I can do that there, I can do that here. Mm. And something else is not just saying like okay yeah we'll do the thing 
don't do it half-assed, but going all the way. Going all the way and prove to yourself, like, no, we're going to do this. And, like, choose, choose to do it the best that you can. Again, in what integrity would be for you at that moment. Like, no excuses. This is not like a a sugarcoating, like, like cop out. Like, oh, my, my integrity is saying like, not like, no, you know, you know, the answer. We always know when we're like trying to lie to ourselves. And so the whole thing is like, okay, yeah, no, I'm here. Okay. I have this thing, this conversation that I can feel it in me. I could just like, not, I could just not have it, but no, you're going to have it. You're going to have that conversation because what happens when you do, you create, keep creating evidence that every time you do these hard things that it's not as scary as you make it out to be. You feel a lot more empowered. You witness that, gosh, so many things are coming back full circle, that as you speak your truth, you're teaching others that that's how you are. You choose to be treated. You're speaking your worth. But first and foremost is you need to speak that out for you to understand, for, for you to really feel your worth too. I'm not sure if that makes sense. For me, it's like speak it out. Recognize that you are worth being heard in all of it and now i feel like i lost myself i keep going on these tangents and just do and just do the damn thing like just at the end of it like what's the alternative and like what's the worst thing that's going to happen you'll just stay where you are and i think it's just such an interesting kind of thought experiment or curious idea of like what's the best version of yourself yeah what does that look like Like, what does that look like what does that feel like what do they do like how do they operate each day what are the choices they make do they like sit and scroll on instagram all day yeah like what might be possible like imagine so this is like one of the things that was part of the creation of the follow through and like just my questions to myself basically that's like my own process that i'm dealing with in myself which is what this is mm. with the follow through is it's like what if you did it like what if you actually followed through and you did all the things that you 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 said you were gonna do like what the what do you what could happen imagine imagine you like you did write the sales page or whatever and i'm referencing that because that was a that was a big step for me. It was like, eh, the sales page. Nobody's yeah. gonna read it. Like whatever, all that stuff. But like, you know, it's not even about like who's gonna read it. It's the fact that I did it, and it's like the action that actually is more important than what the what the actual final product is. It's those little actions, and yeah, what imagine what could happen? And there's so many things that show up that you don't even you're not even aware that are gonna show up. Like for all of us, we all have this stuff. Of like. Imagine if you lost the weight. Like, imagine mm. if you dumped your partner. Imagine if you got super fucking healthy. Imagine if you said that thing that you don't want to say. Mm. Like, imagine if you started the business. Yeah. Imagine if you wrote the book. Like, yeah. And then followed through and fucking did all that shit. And did all of it. And, like, and I would also say to that is whatever that follow through, whatever your, like, end, like, hope for that, mm. I would say let that go. I would say, like, don't even, like, have, like, an end, like, vision of what exactly that is. Because we don't always get what we want, but we get what we need. And 
maybe it's like, yeah, I want to start this business and I'm going to get to this place and it's going to like be this wild, crazy successful. Or what if, what if you're doing this, which do it, always do the thing. It results in something completely different that is just even more successful, but in a different way than you thought possible. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's like a detour. Yeah. And so it's just like, let go of what it is you're holding on to. Like, don't have a wild, crazy expectation of what this exact end product is, but more so like do the thing and be like trusting and open to like, mm. by your doing it, what's going to open up for you because you're choosing to be in that space. You're choosing to be in that open, trusting awareness for opportunities to show up for you Mm. like leave those doors open but you've got to take action and and choose to open the doors Mm. so to speak yeah and then it becomes play yeah and it's just like this happened and it's just like when we become so narrow-minded and i'm also saying this and again because this is my process that i'm been exploring and i'm reminding myself this stuff all the time because I'm also in this arena but when we become so narrow-minded on like one thing we can miss out on like literally like all these opportunities of people being like oh come here I'll pay you money to do this or like Mm. you never know but we're like no I can't do that because I'm I've got to stay like so stuck on my rigid path here to this expected goal that I have for myself and I just feel like yeah, that like, where's the play in that? Where's the the living of like a full body fuck yes life in that? If that makes sense. Yeah, I feel like when you're living your highest best life, like your fuck yes life, mm-hmm. things find you. Totally. Right. You yeah. just draw that energy in, and that becomes yeah. that law of attraction crap. Yeah. It's like it's just not forced; it's flow. Totally. Right. A quick story. Do we have time? I mean. Yeah. Okay. A quick story that I want to say on this is something that I became really aware of on my 30th birthday was, and we talked about this before, was that like a year ago from that, I Mm. would have, oh God, definitely different just out of an abusive relationship, like an emotionally abusive relationship, whole other story. You have to come back on the podcast. I feel like you've got a couple other. That's a whole other thing that was very important in my life, but the in between from 29 to 30 and just like opening up those portals of like you know what i'm just gonna choose to be this i'm just gonna choose to chase the full body fuck yes experiences and i'm just gonna show up and i'm just gonna do the best that i can and speak my truth and bumble and fumble along the way and see what happens and what happened for me was i was naked on the Grand Canyon. I slept in a van. I I went to Italy. I created collaborations with dear sisters and just opened up these portals of opportunities that were full body fuck yeses. Whereas before it was like, how, what? And like, I definitely still fall into that mindset of like thinking way too much about like how, what, well, and all of that. But I have evidence that I can always go back to be like remember when we just like let go of that and we just trusted Mm. look at what happened look at what was look at what's possible and so I full circle and be like wow a year ago I was like what would have been a rock bottom like panic attack crying fetal position on the floor totally other story but that was the ending of that one relationship to like 
liberating naked on in Grand, the Grand Canyon, making delicious food for two really handsome men that were leading this amazing mm. retreat in Arizona. Yeah, they sound smart. They were smart, and mm. they were just like, I'm sure that they looked at each other naked yeah. at that retreat. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was like a wonderful experience, and I got to like chef that retreat with one of my dear sisters, Kelsey. And I just, I look back at, look at what happens when you just like open the portal and you do mm. things that you love and you just like trust that and you follow through mm. and you're like yeah you welcome in and you say like you know what universe i'm i'm here to do your your will <laughs> i'll be your conduit of love like what 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 do you got for me um and so the other thing is like here and now is like what else is coming up is uh excited to go to costa rica for a month and in Costa Rica is when the follow through will be happening. Um, so that's January. January. 2020. 2020. How long is the program? The program is seven weeks. It starts on January 11th and ends February 22nd. And um, so, Kendra Dachi, where can people find you? How Primarily you... on Instagram, Adachi Kendra, not Kendra Dachi, because Kendra Dachi was taken. There's another Kendra Dachi. There is. Yes. Oh, she's man. she's interesting. She's very different than I. So your your Instagram is Adachi Kendra. Yes. A D A C H I K E N D R A. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Thank you. And then the follow through has a sales page. It has a sales a sales page that I leaned into creating yeah. and I did it. Nice one. Thanks. Um yeah, it's on the link of my bio and um Do you have a website? I have a website. It's adachikendra.com. Uh, same as my Instagram and I'm doing this thing. I'm not sure when this will go up, but uh, I'm doing this thing that for the first 15 people mm-hmm. that choose to sign up before December 10th. Well, that might be pushing it. Oh, that might be but pushing we'll see it. what we can do. We'll see what we can do. Maybe I can extend that because okay. I've got the power to do that. Yeah, I just whatever. Yeah. Um, but the first 15 people to sign up get um, a discount on that and two accountability calls before the launch mm. of the follow through just to like really s- just to sweeten it, but also like really like let's start getting intentional here about so, like, like what this we, is. What if we just say, hey, if you're if they reference like the Love Bombs podcast, can okay. they just have that thing? Sure. Are you okay with that? Yeah. Just, you know, yeah, because they're listening. Like they obviously have great taste in podcasts, okay. and yes, obviously, we should reward that. We should reward that. So we should that, reward taking and then, like, action I might, and listening. I might not make your deadline as well, so it helps me out. That okay? So I yes, can, I can support. Yes, so two, that's a win-win. Two bonus win. coaching calls, one-on-one. Uh, no, it would be with the group. So right. it would be the group that oh, prior to the prior to yeah. So it's that's like clever. it's just kind of like a jump in like okay let's like really get intentional here like why are you showing up like let's like like because you know i, I also recognize that it's going to be during the holiday season mm. and this is going to be kind of like okay let's like let's keep our intention of what it is that we're moving through and what a great time to practice being in integrity oh with our choices during the holidays it's like ram das said uh, if you think you're enlightened go and spend the weekend with your family exactly and it's sometimes for some people it's not really family, but maybe it's like going back home to like old friends and old stomping mm-hmm. grounds that are really triggering to past behaviors. Yeah. Such Nostalgia as, can be so triggering. Yeah. Activating as uh who was it that said that? I don't know. Somebody. Somebody I just interviewed said that. 
but so instead of, okay, anyway but yeah so i feel like having a couple accountability calls amongst that time just really supports like supports the the frame of mind of like okay i yeah, know i'm choosing to be this person to make empowered choices and you know, whatever choices you make just being compassionate with yourself along the way i feel like that's the most empowered choice is that like the final piece of advice you have for somebody listening right now? What would you, what's like, somebody's listening to this right now, they just heard all your stories and your life experiences and your mm. lessons. What's something you want to leave behind on the podcast? I would say what, it would, I would say, you know, just ask yourself, like, what would your highest self do? Mm. And in regards to how you would treat and speak to yourself, how you speak and treat to others, and just the empowered choices. Like, well, if you're in your highest self, you would make the empowered choice. And just like, what would that be? Like, would that be to react or blame? Or would that be to take personal responsibility and apologize, like depending on what it is? So, I think it'd just be like to really, really reflective. Like what would my most integrative self say, do, or be in this current situation? That's yeah, and then the funny thing is when you have a vision of your highest self, mm-hmm. your best self, mm-hmm. and you start acting in a way that that best self would act, mm-hmm. you slowly become that person, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's like that's how you get to be that best self is you yeah. start doing more and more things that that best self would do and you start saying more things that that best self would do mm-hmm. and then one day you wake up and you're like oh shit like i'm yeah. pretty good yeah I'm kicking ass and it's like so there's that self-compassion along the way and the other thing that just came to mind is just like kind of going back to like the thought of like mental health and depression is um it's just not only the compassion towards yourself, but be really just like soft and gentle towards others because we don't know mm-hmm. what everybody's going through. And uh, always remember that nothing is personal and just like lead lead with love and, and compassion towards the other souls that are having their own life experience. You don't know what that is and you don't know what traumas they have. So mm. I think it would just be an awareness that these souls also have heartbeats and the souls also are experiencing, have experienced, or will experience variations of trauma that you have, will, and are as well. Mm. So just be gentle. Be gentle. That's a yeah. That's a big one that always shows up. Be gentle. Just be gentle. Mm-hmm. Um, well, thank you so much for being amazing and um, and being so open and vulnerable with your heart and your stories on this podcast. It was really special to hear more about your past in such a profound Mm. way and I feel like you're really going to affect a lot of people who are listening Mm. to this and whether they themselves benefit or they send it to their friends or families or loved ones or share it I think there is a lot of really um, powerful insights Mm. and thanks thank you thanks for making my life better genuinely (laughs) you're a very special human and you do sincerely make my life better every day so I I, I appreciate you and I adore you Thanks, Jeremy. I adore you, too. Thank you. So, we just did a podcast? We just did a podcast. How do you feel now? It was not so scary. I feel better. It was good to cry. felt good to cry. Mm -hmm. Going back to those places. Mm. Reminisce. Appreciation for how far I've come. You're doing good. Thanks.
I feel like I'm based on results. I'm making, I'm doing something right. I mean, I live with a doctor, a handsome, <laughs> a handsome doctor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can't forget that one. Ooh, I told you it was a good one. She's so great. So smart. So eloquent. So tender. So thoughtful. Just loved this conversation. So many good insights in there. And the way that she opened up her heart to share so vulnerably was very inspiring to me. Do check her out on Instagram at Adachi Kendra. And as discussed, she's starting that program with the follow through. And because you're listening to this podcast, you can get the free two bonus calls. I'll include links to that in the show notes. And until next time, thank you for being here. I adore and appreciate you. I think you're special and wonderful and terrific and magnificent and beautiful and iridescent and shiny. All good things. Thanks for the five-star reviews. I appreciate it. Thanks for sharing with friends and family. You are the best. Keep smiling. You know, you're doing okay. And I'm proud of you.